0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen this is jason and alex we are well i'm in the comfort of my own home alex the same cannot be said for you even in a bears loss
1: you're staying outside we're still alive is it i'm Bear going, going to weather still? until the bears are eliminated i thought they were going to be eliminated last week they were not thank you uh, Rams for beating the Cardinals greatly appreciated uh, the Bears probably aren't very good they're 10 point underdogs uh, this Whoa. week and we'll we'll get into that in a little bit but yeah it's still bear weather I don't care that they're playing in a dome this week Um, old brittle Drew Brees couldn't handle this weather so I'm old just proving that once again Bears fans can yeah uh, that's what I said I said what I said wow alright bring in the heat in twenty degree yeah. weather, Alex Krog sitting outside. My goodness! As a, as one of my neighbors just started their car remotely with a double honk in the background. I hope hope the mic picked that up. Uh, yeah, so we're you're sure uh, it wasn't a protest
0: going by.
1: No comment. Um, <laughs> you're going to try to bait me this whole time, and I, I will shut it you. down every time. I'm so, in in case you're wondering, fantasy football season's over. I'm I'm not really a big fantasy playoff guy. Uh, I don't, Jason. I don't really think you are either. Um, no. So we're going to kind of pivot a little bit and talk some some gambling um, for the next couple weeks here. The playoffs. Uh, me personally, I'm a terrible gambler. It's super fun. Uh, I I generally don't win, um, but that's because I generally bet on game spreads and uh you know over unders and things like that so we'll we'll touch on those a little bit during this but uh, i i have some prop bets uh, i use the sport kings uh sorry draft kings app uh, on my phone to to look up some of my uh, favorite props so we're going to cover those um jason can ridicule me for why he thinks they are are not going to happen maybe throw his own two cents in too otherwise uh it feels good to be back the Sackos, baby i'm going to say it's gambling sacco's sport kings that's you and me baby where are the Sport, sport kings? kings? The Sport <laughs> King Sackos. You knew, you knew what I was saying. Oh, I can't believe you're sitting outside again. Oh, it's 32 man. degrees, by the way. It's a, a balmy 32. It's yeah, well, uh, it's basically summertime in the winter I in Chicago say, right now.
0: Take that jacket off. Why don't you catch some rays? Get a little
1: tan no, going. Thanks, though.
0: So. <laughs> All right. Well, honestly, let's just go through these games, talk about props that we like, things that we like, don't like. Um Hold on, are you not, not going to play the music? All right, roll the intro. I'm sorry, my apologies. My, I'm just so excited. I can't, I'm just so excited to talk dough.
1: Cut my music or play my music.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. All right, the intro's out of the way. Now we're ready to get down to some business.
1: No, let's go this time either. Unbelievable. You're losing your touch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I'm so excited to talk some money. Like I've been in Bitcoin all week. I'm like, I'm so deep into Bitcoin. I've discovered what ether was, Ethereum. I'm like, oh, it's great. It's the next bubble. And I just want to be a part of it. So, Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, okay. <laughs> if uh, it's got me excited to talk some money. So let's get
2: into these games. Let's start Colts at Bills minus six and a half. Do you think that the Colts cover or do you think that the Bills cover?
1: OK, so uh, again, I'm I'm not a good gambler, uh, Jason. I, I don't know how much gambling you do overall. My, my guess is not not a substantial amount, if if really any um so i mean again gamble responsibly don't take our picks they're probably terrible if anything fade us and and don't bet what we're betting because <laughs> no listen to us gonna we're gonna get all of these we could we we will uh provide a recap next week on how well or terrible we did so um on this particular game i'm not betting the line probably i if anything i would go bills minus six and a half uh, because the Bills have that blowout capability. I mean, you saw what they did to the, basically one of the number one or a top defense last week in Miami where Miami had to win and they could not stop Josh Allen. If I mean, they they couldn't do it. He played, he played a half. He basically put up 30 points. In that half, the Colts haven't been like that good. Um, plus, if if we're being honest, if if the Colts are down by three in the fourth quarter. You know Philip Rivers is throwing that interception like that. That is that is what he's doing. So like my only concern here is somehow if the Bills get down because they can't stop the run and and Taylor, like that's that's the only way that they lose this game. Um, and I th- I think they're gonna win it going away. So I if I'm going to bet the line, I'm gonna take the favorite and and bet the that the Bills cover the minus six and a half. I don't really have a thought on the over-under, which is 51. Um, What about you? Well, the Bills opened
0: at seven-point favorites, and then the line moved to six-and-a-half. And honestly, I think that the Colts are like complete fool's gold. I don't think that they really stand a chance of keeping up with the Bills Um, and that's mainly because I, uh, I really think that they played like one of the, probably if not the most, one of the most weakest schedules over the last month of month plus of the season. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was running back one from weeks 13 on in fantasy football and everybody's going to go on and on and on next year about how Jonathan Taylor should be a bonafide top, like between, I don't know, five and seven picks overall. And well, you know, it helped them that they played Houston twice. Like, right. It's just, it's not, to me, it's not there. They haven't played a competent team in a month and a half. They've played bottom 10 rush defenses. And so welcome to the bills. I think that the Bills house them. I think that they easily win by six and a half and cover. So I would, I would definitely take the Bills to cover.
1: Yeah, and I, the the Colts beat the Packers earlier in the season, which was kind of a weird game because the Packers destroyed them in the first half and then couldn't do anything in the second half. Um, well, Packers are next week, but a lot of people have made a lot of money betting the first half the Packers cover and then they don't cover the second half. They've been a that we'll we'll get into that next week when we actually talk about the Packers um, I I agree with you I I mean it's it's hard to not take favorites uh, honestly because I, I think the Bills are you know the, the AFC is just freaking loaded man the like the, yeah. the Bills could be the favorites to come out of the AFC right now and they're only getting six and, or you know they're only giving up six and a half at home uh, the Bills fans are going to be in the stadium for the first time all year they're going to be just I mean, I can't even imagine what they're gonna throw on the field in this game potentially. Um, so it, it'll it, it'll be great. Some some prop bets that that I'm probably going to play. Um, the over-under for Josh Allen's passing yards is two hundred and ninety-nine and a half, which means that he would have to throw for over 300 yards to cover that. Uh I'm generally when it comes to prop bets, I don't like betting unders. Um but Why? this is this is one of those What's that?
0: I said, why?
1: Why don't you like betting unders? Uh, I just, yeah, I just like rooting for like the best players to do, like to just go off and be great. Um, so I just from like an entertainment value, I want them to do great. And if I can make money off of them doing great, then that's fantastic. If they're doing great and I bet against them, I'd be like, why did I bet against them? So I'd, I'd rather just be like, man, I can't believe that he didn't throw for more yards. Um so so Josh Allen 299 and a half I'm I'm taking the over. Um uh, I I think you know he destroys the the Colts pass defense which has been okay. Um they they started out the season pretty good and then have fallen off a little bit. Um so I'm taking the over passing yards on Josh Allen which is two ninety nine and a half. and a half. And then Stefan Diggs man his uh his over under yards is 90 and a half. And his over/under for catches is seven and a half catches, which is plus one hundred five. Generally, if you're not familiar with gambling, most uh, odds are minus one ten, which means you have to bet one hundred and ten dollars to win a hundred dollars, or you have to bet eleven dollars to win ten dollars. Um, his catches, his over catches for seven seven and a half catches is plus one hundred five, meaning you bet a hundred to win one hundred five. So. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the over on Stefan Diggs yardage, which is 90 and a half yards. And I'm taking the over on his catches, which is high at seven and a half catches for plus 105. Um, but I, I think that Allen to Diggs, as it was pretty much all year, is going to continue to be dynamite in the playoffs.
0: The only thing I guess that I'm concerned about is that Josh Allen has only thrown for 300 or more yards in eight out of 16 games. That's fine. So he's Not only concerned. done it half the times and then you couple that with what um, basically Indy has been able to do on defense now they're given up like they've over the last month it hasn't been pretty. They started out the season so hot but at the last month they've really cooled off. Yep. Um Maybe he gets there. I'm just not super confident in that one. Um, Just a lot of it has to do with his rushing ability, too. Um, I like the Stefan Diggs over more than I like the Josh Allen over of 90 and a half. Um, And then do you like the
1: over for catches too? the seven and a half catches? Yeah, I love it. The I I, unfortunately, there's no Cole Beasley props posted um, which is when, insane because I, I would smash when, the over on like basically every cole beasley catch prop. yeah I, I totally agree with you i i would not be surprised to see cole beasley have a have a big game here too um so if if those over unders ever get posted for yardage yardage and catches um i would i would hit the over for both of those as well um super underrated receiver all year Um, and this is where kind of your fantasy knowledge can kind of play in, especially if you're able to play prop bets is, Hey, what was he doing all year? And, you know, Vegas is super smart, obviously, but seems like prop bets. You can win money based on your fantasy, fantasy knowledge for, for player props. So, yeah, I just, I mean, I, I just like the bills to, to move up and down the field on the Colts. Um, they can't really run the ball. Um, they're not going to be able to run the ball against the Colts. And so for that reason, I think the way that they do it is all through the air. I would not be surprised to see Josh Allen have like 50, 50 attempts in this game because they're not going to be able to run the ball. And so that's why I like all of the over props uh, when it comes to Bill's passing and yardage.
0: I'm I'm concerned about the Colts being able to run in this game. And so I think yeah. that they're going to have to lean on Phil Rivers. And I just don't know if he has it in him to carry them. <laughs> you know to to keep up with them so that's that's yeah. my concern with the over under at 51 um i'm not i guess i'm not extremely sure that they will be able to keep up with the bills and then they'll be one dimensional and i wouldn't be surprised if the under hits honestly for the over under
1: yeah, it's yeah. No, I I agree. The I'm, that's that's probably why I'm I'm not really going to touch the over under, um, and just just hit those player props and bet on the Bills to to dominate. I'm surprised it's not closer to our next game, and
0: that is Rams at Seahawks minus three and a half. Do you who who do you like uh, in this one? Do you think that the that the Rams cover or do you think it's Seahawks minus three and a half?
1: So I mean. There's a guy by the name of John Wolford playing quarterback potentially for the Rams. I I don't know if anybody knows if if Jared Goff is going to play or not. Um, They're they're kind of keeping that under wraps. Um, So. Either way. If Jason, if you had to win a football game, are you going to take (laughs) are you are you going to take Jared Goff or Russell Wilson just to win a game? Uh, Oh, Russ, Easy. Okay. If if you're gonna try to win a game, who are you gonna take? Russell Wilson or John Wolford? Russ. <laughs> like, I I don't understand why this isn't more. Um, I I don't know why it's not minus four and a half or five, honestly, especially if Wolford's gonna play. Again, we we don't know. Um the, the Seahawks defense has has given up the least amount of points over like on average, like over the last like seven weeks. The only concern here is that Jamal Adams got hurt at the end of the game. And so if he doesn't play, that is that's the worry here because the Rams defense is good. Obviously, they just held Kyler Murray slash whoever his backup was in check. Um, but that's because Cliff Kingsbury is not a very good, not a very good coach um so i i like the Seahawks here um they i think they're uh seven and one at home so far this year um they they beat the Rams uh, i believe at home earlier in the season uh they they split their two matchups this year um so i I would lean towards the favorite and and give up the points um for the Seahawks uh in what I think is gonna be a super low scoring game.
0: Yeah, Jamal Adams, um, after Pete Carroll suggested that he would be a game-time decision for this game, was actually left off the final injury report for the wild-card round, which I thought was there a we surprise, go. Um, given the Pete Carroll coach-speak that there usually always is. So that was yep. a little surprising to me. Um, but then, I mean, not to be outdone, uh, Coach Sean McVeigh said that we are going to work through um, Jared Goff's thumb and we will see what it looks like on Saturday and that he has uh, recovered without a problem from Wednesday and he's done everything he's asked he's been asked of on Thursday he showed no problem gripping the ball uh, and is progressing well um, Goff said that he has not had any problems with snaps from under center and that He's evidently not having problems gripping or throwing the ball, at least per the LA Times. So, if Goff plays, he plays. I don't know how long he lasts. Maybe he could definitely reaggravate that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not great. Um, even if he plays though, and he's a little bit less accurate, like that could still.
1: Like if he's out there throwing like Gardner Minshew for the first half of the season, <laughs> it only takes one throw to turn an entire game. Yeah. And you if know, Jamal like, Adams is yeah, playing you don't want to be messing with throws. Yeah.
0: So I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he played uh, him and Jamal Adams. I really think, I really think that the, honestly the Seahawks win.
1: Um, yeah. like, Yeah, I I, I think the Seahawks win Um, it. But again, the over under 42, um, I'm I'm probably if I had to be forced to take an uh, over under here, I'm probably taking the under um, and and just understand that it's probably going to be a defensive battle. If you like to live bet uh, drives, you can live bet punts. Um, I would direct you to live bet punts on this game because I think there's going to be a whole heck of a lot of them.
0: There you go. Um. Do you think now with Jalen Ramsey on the other side of the ball from the Seahawks, do you think that DK is able to do anything, or do you think it is the Tyler Lockett special? By the way, Lockett in the two in-season games against the Rams, um, the first outing had five catches for 66 yards, and in the second outing had three for 44. So really not a lot there from Lockett. Um, and then Jalen Ramsey Against DK, DK in the game in the first game only had two for twenty eight, and in round two had six for fifty nine. So really, nothing from DK either. Um, do you think that either one of them hits any of their props? Is there anybody that you like?
1: Yeah, um, I I think this is a Tyler Lockett game um, because I, I don't think they're going to be thrown at Ramsey, who's going to be on Metcalf the the whole game. Um, so I I just can't. <laughs> It's only because I got screwed by it in, in a league where Tyler Lockett had that massive game against the Cardinals. Um, I I just would not be surprised to see this be a, a similar game where Russ focuses on Tyler Lockett. Um Lockett's over under is five and a half catches. Um he was under that both games. Um, but I think that there's going to be a concerted game plan to get him the ball and and stay away from Ramsey on the other side of the field, uh, if if he is matched up with DK. Um so Again, I don't like betting unders, um, which a lot of this comes from, but I, I do like the Tyler Lockett over five and a half catches in this game.
0: I'm not sure what I... like. The Rams' defense is so good. I'm just not sure how well it's going to go for the Seahawks. Um, like, Yeah, I think they win. I think that they'll cover. I just think it's going to be a close game. I appreciate the fact that they have... One of, if not the lowest over/unders of the weekend at forty-two.
1: Um, yeah, like twenty-one seventeen sounds really good, which is thirty-eight, yeah. which hits the under and the Seahawks cover. Like I, I, I can see that being kind, of, you know, kind of being the final, or you know, twenty-one seventeen, twenty-four seventeen, some somewhere right in there. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. I think I just think it's going to be lower scoring.
0: Goff's thumb. I mean, honestly the Rams only chance is if they can get cam Akers moving in this game, I don't think yeah. that they're going to be able to rely on golf. So if you are betting, I would look at putting cam Akers in some of your DK lineups uh, as well. Um, I mean,
1: don't, don't forget that the Rams just a couple of weeks ago lost to the freaking New York jets. Like J E T S baby. Like, don't forget that, that they've went to New York and lost to the jets. <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. Fine. You, you got me with that one. <laughs> like you got
2: to see it. You have
1: to. All yeah. Right. So, so just a, a couple other props that, that I like in this game. Uh, Russell Wilson's over under interceptions is 0.5 interceptions. Oh, uh, come if, on! If, if if you bet the over and saying that he's gonna throw a pick, it's plus one thirty six. So uh, bet bet ten dollars to win. $13.60, bet $100 to win 136 Um, He threw two interceptions the first game that they played. Um, so just, I, I think that's a value bet um, be, because of the plus odds. I, I He didn't throw one in the second game they played against each other, but he threw two in the first game. So, I mean, I, I, I do think it's possible that he throws a pick here. Um, so I, I, I like the plus odds. So I, I'm probably going to play that. And then the other one is Russell Wilson's uh, over-under for passing yards is 254.5. Woof. Um, which doesn't seem very high. He didn't hit it in either of their games, though, this season. That's correct. He was on, So in the two games, he had 225 passing yards and 248 uh, against the Rams. And in the last eight games, he's only had that many yards one time. So I, I love... I love the under there um, from a under 254 passing yards. Um, he started out the season super hot. I don't know if he's hurt or what's going on. Um, so I, I think they're going to try to establish a run with Hyde and Carson. Um, play action passes to locket. Um, and I think Russell Wilson stays under the
0: 254. Yeah, I, uh, I absolutely think that. Uh, I absolutely th- think Russ, it smashes the under. I'm that 254 and a half. It's just not he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it against them in either game this season. And then as far as the picks go, he threw at least one pick in nine out of sixteen games. So with the value of the plus one thirty six on top of that, I would take the over on the one half in, and then I would do the under, especially it's two years in a row for Russ, and the second half fade is a real thing, man. So It's just their offense completely changes. Um, for whatever reason, Pete goes away from letting Russ cook in the second half of the season. And Mr.
1: Mister Unlimited is very limited. Yeah. I mean,
0: his last three games, 101, 121 passing yards, two and a quarter against the Rams in week 16, and then week 17 against San Fran, 181. Granted, they didn't really have a whole lot to play for in week 17, but still. Like he threw the ball 36 times and yep. had 180 yards. He looked like Mitch yep. Trubisky out there. Like that is a no. Mitch Trubisky line.
1: Rough. <laughs> God, <laughs> Mitch is getting sideswiped already. Oh
0: my God. All right. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Washington. Washington, eight point dogs, over under 44 and a half. Who do you like? Bucks? Minus eight? I feel like that's a lofty line. And then the over under 44 and a half.
1: What do you got? So the Bucks are either going to win this game by 24 points or more or they're going to lose the game outright. And I don't know which one it is. I kind of think it's going to be the latter. Yeah. (sighs) I I always get those confused. I think that they're going to lose.
2: I, if you think I the had Bucks to are gonna pick, gonna
1: lose, if
0: I had to pick out of all oh of these games on it, it, honestly, well, actually no. Cause I, uh, this is like my you like runner up. This is like my runner <laughs> up upset pick of the week. Cause Did I you like the bears. Oh no, it's no, it's, uh, no, oh, it's not no. going to be the bears. It's not going to be the bears price. I'm not. I'm. I was. Oh, no. I'm not dumb. I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. It's not gonna, the Bears are going to lose <laughs> in glorious it's fashion. Dumb, but I'm not stupid, but I really, I really think that there's a world where Washington wins this game. Like there is. Brady is terrible under pressure, and he's a statue. And yep. Chase Young is going to eat yep. up that offensive line. Like yep. I so, like it's not going to be pretty for him. all it matters. All it's going to come down to is if Alex Smith, game manager, can get Washington. Yeah, he looks
1: so bad against the Eagles this yes. last. he looks so bad. I know.
0: I know he did. I, this this game. I don't know why this game has a forty four and a half over under. This should be the forty two. I would. I would not be surprised if it was
1: under forty four and a half. But here's the thing: once Brady gets going, like that offense. Can can put up a bunch of points, like yes. th- their offense is real good. We we, I, we don't I don't think we know Mike Evans' status, but I mean Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin are still there. Gronk is still there. Um, you know, Fournette, Ronald Jones, like th- they still have tons of weapons. Their defense is still really good. Um, so I I mean I get that Tom Brady has a tough time beating the NFC East in playoff games. I mean dating back to what two thousand seven when they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl in 2010, when they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl, and a couple of years ago when they lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Like, I, I understand that, that Tom Brady has tough time against the NFC East, but they're, they're either going to lose to him because Chase Young is sitting on him the entire game, or they're going to win by a lot. That's, that's my analysis. Hashtag
2: analysis. Um, it's true. I guess the more I, I want to say Alex Smith
1: is not good. I like know. I would not be surprised to see Taylor Heineke in the game.
0: As long like if, if they just had a quarterback, like that's like if they just had a quarterback, this team will get one. It could be so good. Like maybe in the next year or two. Um fine. I I would probably go. I think Bucks win the game. So if you're betting the money line, I would do the bucks. As far as mm-hmm. the cover though, I think that 8 point spread is a little lofty. I would probably take Washington to cover the spread. The over under at 44 and a half, honestly I would probably take the under.
1: Yeah, this is this is going to be the chase game if you have a if you well, not just cuz Chase Young's playing, but you know, if you have a rough rough day of gambling before this game, you're going to look at this game and be like, I have to bet the bucks. I have to take the bucks always be worried about the home underdogs because they tend to play better um, because they're at home and, you know, they're like 8 home point dogs. dogs at home. Home dogs usually bite. Um, so, just be careful here. Uh, don't don't put too much on it to come back. Um, I, I'll get into props here in a second, but my best bet of the weekend actually involves all three of these games. Um, and so, it's a it's a three-team, six-point teaser. And so what you can do is you can... Uh, a teaser is when you um, basically can move the line. So I'm taking the Bills from minus six and a half to minus 0.5 points. So all I have to do is win the game. I'm taking the Seahawks from minus three and a half and getting six points to move it to plus two and a half. And I'm taking... The Buccaneers minus eight and moving it to minus two, and that pays out basically a hundred. If you bet a hundred dollars, that pays one hundred and eighty on it. So that's that's my best bet of the weekend. Is to do a three-team six-point teaser on Saturday. Bills to minus half a point. So all they have to do is win. Seahawks can lose by two or less points and still win. And the Bucks have to win by more than two points. Um, so that's, that's my best bet of the weekend. Because uh, to your point, I think the eight points is a lot. But I think they win by more than two.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you on there. If that line was like... F- I, would, I would set that line at like four and a half or five. The eight oh, is no, just so aggressive. No, it,
1: so if it's seven, then you think about it a little bit more from like a touchdown perspective. Um. Or seven, you know, anything over seven, you start getting in the well, if they miss an extra point, or like you got to be worried about random things. But, um, so as far as prop bets go, what do you, I, I like Tom Brady's odds to throw more than two and a half passing touchdowns, it's plus 150 for him to throw three touchdowns in this game. I know that's a lot. Um, I'm, I'm not putting a whole heck of a lot on that. It's probably just a little sprinkle bet. Are are oh? Are you are you drinking something? I was. That I sounded am. good. Yeah, I'm. I'm jealous because I don't have any water out here. Um, I'm getting jacked. you got snow. <laughs> uh, that's, that is true. That's a good point. I have water everywhere. Um, so Tom Brady over two and a half passing touchdowns. I'm just sprinkling on. It's plus one fifty. Um, I, I would not be surprised to see him cover that. And then also on the Tampa Bay Bucks, I think they finally unleash Rob Gronkowski. He's been kept in the garage all year to get him healthy to the playoffs.
0: He finishes a top
1: eight tight end. What do you mean in the garage? Yeah, but they haven't like focused the offense on him. Um, I, I think they do here. I, I think I think they unleash Gronk. Um his over under is 33 and a half receiving yards, and I love the over. I absolutely yeah, love it. okay.
0: That's that's obnoxiously low, honestly. Um I think Gronk is like the new Frank Gore next year. He's the gonna be because Gore's gotta be <laughs> done. He's Gronk is gonna be the eternal, never leaves. But yeah, no, I'm totally with you on the Gronk at 33 and a half, and I would take the over there. Um Brady, two and a half passing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, if they score, I think that's how they score. They're not going to be able to run that ball real well against that defensive line. Uh, McKissick, under 21 and a half rushing yards. Yeah. The thing is, like, I love it. He could get that on a run, though. Like, that's, that's the thing I hate about that is like, that is so low. And same with the Barber line of nine and a half. It's like, that could be just like one fluke run and then you just lose.
1: Yeah. But so think about this. All right. Can, can you look this up just because it's tough for me? How many times has Peyton Barber had more than nine and a half rushing yards this year? I would go out on a limb and bet like once. Yeah, it's got to be under three or four. I would be shocked if it's more than that. I know the first week he had two rushing touchdowns on like 10 carries and 21 yards. Not just like 10 games. No, uh, I doubt it. Nine and a
0: half. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six... 7
1: 8 games. Okay. That's fun. He had the, that, each
0: of the last two games he had 10 yards including week 16 one carry for 10 yards. How mad would you be? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would be pissed. Like and 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 the, like if if Gibson stays healthy, they're like they're not going to give the ball to Peyton Barber. He might not even have a carry in this game. That's like, true. You know, so that's that's why I like the under because if, if he's in the game, it's going to be short yardage and he's only going to he's going to like run for two yards and fall down like I, I don't yeah, I see it. like I love the Peyton Barber under nine and a half rushing yards because he's not going to have more than three carries probably because Antonio Gibson's healthy and playing. And then I mean, how many times has JD McKissick rush for over 21 and a half rushing yards? I would say very few. He's the receiving back. They they don't give him the ball coming out of the backfield that much. Okay. All right. I'm with you. So under JD McKissick rushing yards. So random under JD McKissick under Peyton Barber rushing yards. McKissick is 21 and a half rushing yards. Peyton Barber's nine and a half rushing yards pound the, both unders McKissick went over 21 and a half
0: rushing yards in one, two, three, four, five. Six games this season. Under, baby. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I don't know. To me, the really only point of contention is like how well you think Tom Brady's going to be able to move the ball against Washington. Um, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: well, the other side of that is how bad is Washington not going to be able to move the ball against Tampa Bay and how many turnovers will Alex Smith have? But the Tampa 83- Bay
0: like the Tampa Bay defensive backs are got to be in like the top five worst crews in the league.
2: Like they have gotten torched horrendously at times. Washington's terrible. That's true. Like that's
1: what I'm
0: saying. If they had any other quarterback, even like any other quarterback in that division, I think that they would have a chance, but alas, they don't. So it's true. All right, let's move on. This is my, I
1: think this might be my upset special, honestly. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Games. Ravens at
0: Titans minus three and a half. No, Ra- Titans
1: are plus three and a half.
0: Excuse me. Yes. Titans plus three and a half. Ravens are minus three and a half over under at 54 and a half. So this is getting up to the scoring lines. I like to see here. Um, Highest
1: of the weekend. I like a touchdown.
2: Who do you got here to cover? Who do you think covers?
1: Um, so they, they've already played once they, they played in Baltimore, I believe. And, uh, the game ended, I think in overtime, if I recall correctly, with a Derrick Henry rushing touchdown on the first possession. Um, that was when the Ravens were having a little rough time with their defense. Um, this is tough because I don't think I'm going to bet the line. Either way on this game, because
2: Lamar could just be terrible and the
1: Titans could win or Lamar could just be great and the Ravens win and Tana will be fine and Derek Henry will do what he does, but I don't know how bad or good the Titans defense is going to be so i I'm actually just gonna stay away from this and maybe sprinkle on the over and root for a lot of points. <laughs> That's not helping. Hey, I'm just being honest i I really don't have an opinion i I was actually surprised that the Titans were underdogs um a little bit. three and a half seems yeah. like a lot uh in this matchup for for two really evenly matched teams. Um apparently they think the Ravens are going to get their revenge from uh losing last year. Yeah, uh, but at the same time it just feels like the Titans just have the Ravens number,
0: right? Yeah, I mean the the Ravens putting up what 12 points in the playoffs last season in glorious fashion after um just destroying the league last year and Lamar winning the MVP to just completely implode against the Titans was fantastic to be completely honest. Yep. Um Honestly, this is my problem. I think this is going to be my upside of the week. I'm going to take the Titans not only to cover the three and a half point spread. I'm going to take the Titans to win. They've beaten the Ravens each of their last two meetings. Um, granted, it took overtime this season for, for it to happen. I know that the Tennessee Titans defense is I'll say Mad.
1: weak. Not good. <laughs> But the offense similar is, to my fantasy analysis.
0: There you go. The offense is fantastic. Derrick Henry, a 2000 yard rusher. The offensive line is incredible. I would not be surprised at all if the Titans win this game. Um, the over under 54 and a half, while
1: high, I think could be honestly a touch aggressive. Um, I the, love it. Just give me a 35 31 final. I would love go. it. Wake Do- up Sunday and just watch points. <laughs> Um, ah, man what to do with that over
0: under I guess they're going to score like the Titans are going to have to score I think probably to keep up with the ra- it has to be a high scoring game yep I'll take the over I'll take the over on the 54 no, it's too short
1: don't bet the under man you don't, um, don't want to do it
0: are there any player props that you like at all of in course. this game
1: of course, is there are it Derrick Henry like. rushing for a million yards? Well, yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, that, that's that's probably going to happen. But I mean, he just came off a game where he had like 35 carries so that he could get over 2000 yards rushing. Like at some point, the dude is going to get tired. Like, it won't be next just, year. Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be next where year. Where would you draft yeah. him in redraft next year? Where
0: would you rank him?
2: Top three? Oh, uh, He's top five for me. Five. Yeah. Two thousand yards isn't uh, isn't enough, huh?
1: He's gonna get hurt at some point. Oh, he just has come to. On. He has to. I'm so dude, every other running back has gotten hurt in the last two years except for him.
0: So what he's due? Is it
1: like he's due? That's what I'm saying. He's due. That's all I'm saying. no it's because he's big. He can take the hits. I mean, I'm big. I can't take the hits. <laughs> That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, all right, you did so our- not
0: just compare your athletic ability to that of Derek Henry.
1: You're damn right I did.
0: Should be league MVP Derrick Henry.
2: <laughs> oh I'm just God. saying just
1: because you're big doesn't mean that you don't get hurt. That's that's just not how it works. Um, play, player props that I like. Um, first touchdown. Um, I This is weird that I'm recommending two people for first touchdown, but oh, no. here we are. Um, Derrick Henry's plus 550 to score the first touchdown, so about 100 to win $550. Um, if the Titans score, it's like, yeah, Tannehill does throw touchdowns. He actually throws a lot of them. Um, like... I don't know. He's probably in the top 10 for passing touchdowns. He's got more passing touchdowns than Mahomes does the last 2 years, right? Is that is that right, Jason? So T- Tana Thrill does throw tutties, But plus 550 for the guy that's probably going like they're just going to feed him until he scores. Um I I love that. Um and then Lamar Jackson first touchdown is plus 1100. So bet 100 to win 1100. Um It's playoff time. Stupid money. Yeah, it can't. It has to be a rushing touchdown. Um, but so he scores like a
0: third of them anyway on the ground for that team.
1: I know. So like,
0: oh my goodness! I'm putting hundred on
1: that one. So it's like whoever gets the ball first, I think is going to go down and score a touchdown. If Tennessee gets the ball first, Derrick Henry plus five fifty. If Baltimore gets it, I mean. I really do think Lamar Jackson's just gonna keep it um and, and rush in uh, for plus eleven hundred. So those those are the two um two props that I like. And then Lamar Jackson's over under rushing yards is sixty-eight and a half. I believe he's had more than ten carries in all but two games this year. Double check me on that. I'm doing uh, off the top of my head. No, it, it,
0: well since week eight, he's had ten or more carries in every game except for one, but To start the season, he only had more than 10 carries in one out of his first
1: uh, six games. Okay, so that was a recent development. Either way, he's been running the ball a ton lately. Um, If Baltimore is going to keep this game close, Lamar Jackson's going to have over 68 and a half rushing yards. So 69 or more rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. Sign me up. Um, I will take the over. I'll take 69 every day and twice on Sunday.
0: So, um, all about it. Yeah. I mean, he's rushed for 69 or more yards in one, two, three, four, four out of his last five games. He's had more than 69 yards and then yeah. you're going to put him up the t- against the terrible Tennessee defense. Yes. Lamar Jackson yep. over 68 and a half rushing yards. Um, the first touchdown. The only reason I like that so much is because the plus 1100 on it. Like if it was
2: if
1: it it's had the same plus 550 I would say absolutely not. No. Yeah. Gambling's all about odds. If you see something you like and the odds are good enough. Like ooh. I'll sprinkle a little bit on that one. Just Sprinkle. Little sprinkle. Man. Um,
0: can we talk about that backfield a little bit? Even though we're not. We don't necessarily need to talk props. But uh. What did you think about J.K. Dobbins and how his end of season has gone? Um, let's see I, here. A I think he
1: can be a top twelve back next year. Um, a lot Thirteen of things go right, rushing though. attempts, 160 yards, and
0: two scores against Cincy in Week 17. It's Nobody. Nobody's gonna watch it unless you're like a Ravens fan. But you got to see the potential. Now, like the. Th- the only concern though again is Gus though. Like Gus is still seeing 30 to 40% of snaps right. and you're still struggling to get JK right. over that 60% mark, 70% mark to the to that elite RB1 you know level, but yep. The upside is so huge. I just wish that
2: Gus wasn't there.
1: But he is but or he probably is. will be.
2: I hope he's not though. I hope he's not. J.K. Dobbins, forever
0: your flame. <sighs> I know. I was just like, I finally got to see what his true potential was. And turns out it's 30 points. And I just wanted that like all season. And I just didn't. I did not get it all season. Sorry. But. Alas. No. All right. Let's talk about this terrible, terrible mm. blowout coming up that we have to watch and thank it's ourselves that you'll be inside again next week after the bears are done slumping.
1: I'm probably going to be outside next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is we take on the Packers?
1: <laughs> yes. Again, <laughs> it's going to be different this time.
0: Oh yeah. Third time's the charm. Bears at saints. Saints are favored minus 10 over under a lot of points. 47 and a half. Yep. Do you think that the,
1: Bears have a chance of covering a 10-point dog. I do think the Bears can win this game. So they played in Chicago already. The final score, I believe, was 26-23. The Saints won. Nick Foles was playing quarterback. There was a 10-minute stretch there where a Bears wide receiver punched somebody in the face, Foles threw a pick, and then the Saints scored a touchdown. The game went into overtime. The freaking game went into overtime. The Saints won by three points and now they're favored by 10. <laughs> so I, I get it. I, re, I genuinely get it. I love the Bears here. And here's why. One, Whoa, it's bear weather. This I so know they're bad. in the dome. But two, let's do a quick recap of how the Saints have been eliminated oh. since they won the Super Bowl in 2009, which, by the way, was 12 years ago. Drew, how Drew Brees is what 42? Like, here we go. 2010. Do you remember 2010? How you were still in high school in 2010? No, you you were in in college. You were in college. Marshawn Lynch and the seven and nine Seahawks eliminated the Saints on Marshawn Lynch's earthquake run where he turned around and grabbed his nuts. I
0: remember that freaking run.
1: Yeah, that was 11 years ago. Oh my God, we're old. That was 11 years ago. Drew Brees is still playing. (laughs) 2011, they lost by four to the 49ers. Alex Smith, who's also still somehow playing, but he's terrible, threw a touchdown with under 10 seconds to Vernon Davis and eliminated the Saints in 2011. 2013, they recovered an onside kick with like 30 seconds left, down eight. And they could not score. I believe that was against the Seahawks uh, again in 2013. 2017, four years ago, which blows my mind, Stephon Diggs had the Minneapolis miracle to eliminate the Saints. 2018, they lost to the Rams in overtime after they were forced to kick a field goal on, third, or on fourth down after the, the pass interference call wasn't called, which the NFL literally made a rule change to help the Saints out so that they could challenge that penalty going forward. Um, so that's how they lost in 2018. Last year, they lost to the Vikings at home in overtime. Dalvin Cook ran all over him. Kirk Cousins threw a touchdown. Kyle Rudolph, end zone, touchdown in overtime to beat the Saints at home with fans. This is the last chance the Saints have. They are so far over the cap. Drew Brees is probably retiring. Like they have so much pressure, and the Bears have none. They shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Again, they lost by three points to the Saints in overtime earlier this year. Mitch Trubisky was not playing. I would not be shocked to see the Bears win this game. I'm sorry. I know I'm a Bears fan, and it might be the Homer coming out of me a little bit. A little, a little. But I, I'm, I'm just saying, I would not. You're I would not, not be surprised in a
0: Bears hat sitting outside, freezing your ass off, and it's saying that the, that the homer in you is only coming out a little bit.
1: Yeah, only okay. a little bit. I think there's a, a world where, where the Bears win this game. Who
0: would you rather have a quarterback, Mitch Trubisky or Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Okay, who would you rather have a running back, David Montgomery or Alvin Kamara? Kamara. Okay, who would you rather have? at receiver. Would you rather have a Rob, or would
2: you rather have Michael Thomas? Is Michael Thomas healthy? <laughs> like, okay, let's let's do some deep dive in here. Michael Thomas,
0: he's uh, expected to practice Wednesday. Yesterday, um, he was placed on IR in Week 14, so. Apparently, hey, this has been the plan all along for Michael Thomas. In that, barring a setback, he should be available for the wildcard matchup with Chicago. Does that? My change biggest concern your bullish
1: about man? this game is Cairo Santos doinking a kick. Is he's Cairo. Made like 30,
0: it's not Cody. Like we're he's okay. made
1: thirty. He's made like thirty field goals in a row. It would just be so bears for him to doink one. I'm irrationally scared about it. That's that's my concern. Like the Bears could lose by 50. And I wouldn't care as much as if Santos going to kick that. That's my worst nightmare. Honestly,
0: <laughs> I'm playing in a dome now. But you honestly think as 10 point dogs, not only are they going to cover, they're going to win this game.
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I think there's a world that they that they could. Um, if I had to bet this game, I'm definitely betting Bears plus ten. It's
2: a lot of points. It's a playoff
1: game. <laughs> ten points. Uh, over under forty seven and a half. What are you doing? Yeah, with the bear it? the Bears defense will keep them slow too. Like I I know Kamara is different on turf, but he's I mean he tested positive for the coronavirus like we don't know how healthy he is or what, like we've seen plenty of people come back from COVID and not be who they were previous. So I'm just saying that there is a world where, where things are breaking well for the bears in this game.
0: Alvin Kamara tweeted today.
2: See See y'all Sunday. Sunday.
1: I I, I know. See y'all Sunday. Um, because yeah, God know. forbid the NFL said they weren't going to schedule for competitive balance. And then, oh, just so happens the Saints games on Sunday so that Kamara could play. Shocker. Also, I should note that this game is on Nickelodeon. Uh there, there's a kid's Hell viewing. Yes. There, there's a kid's viewing. So I'm I'm hoping that uh they, they put face up during the game. Do you remember the face that would just be on the screen with yes. the expressions? So I do. I, I hope I, I hope I hope that they get that guy. Also, it. I mean, because on Nickelodeon, if Trubisky struggles, big dick Nick Foles on Nickelodeon, playoff Nick, Super Bowl champion Nick Foles. I mean, maybe maybe he gets put in if Trubisky struggle on. Who knows? I, I'm just saying, like, there, you think there's to world... be
0: outlawed. You think it's going to be outlawed in like five, ten years that you can't play live sports. You can't air them on children's TV networks. Oh, like, you got to hook
1: them early, man. Hook like, them horns.
0: You know, like all of what they did to like the old Marlboro ads and crap, like, you know, smoking for little kids. It's like, oh, you want a little CTE? Huh? You want that CTE? <laughs> you want to come watch the NFL, buddy? You want to see some people get knocked out? By the way, yeah. Alvin Kamara has a transceiver, a live video decoder, and has Who been cares? participating remotely via TVU Network's technology. It's not going to matter. He is practicing. He is going to see y'all Sunday. Um, honestly, I Put, think the Bears are going to get embarrassed. I think they're going to lose by more than 10. I think the. Bears I look suck. forward to
1: being... I will see y'all next week when I'm outside recording this podcast again. A um, couple, couple props that I, that I do like. Uh, Montgomery's over under rushing yards is 62 and a half. Uh, that's minus one thirty four. Um, if the Bears win this game, they're gonna have to do it on the ground. They're not um, gonna so win I, this game. So I I love love the over sixty two and a half rushing yards <laughs> for Montgomery, and then uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, over under interceptions plus point five or yeah uh, is uh will he throw a pick or not? Uh, basically, yes is minus one sixty seven, which is a lot. Um, but yeah, Trubisky's definitely gonna throw an interception here at some point. Um, and then I, I just want to add that um, if you haven't listened to it lately, you should go listen to the Super Bowl shuffle um, from the 85 Bears because it will put you in the mood just as a, as a reminder. What? What's that? <laughs> the mood for what? To like, get hyped up for the Bears to win this game. Okay. I, have you ever watched the Super Bowl shuffle video? I
0: have. Shuffling down, sh- shuffling down right on to you. Well, blah, blah, blah. I, I haven't watched it in years
1: oh it's so great it's so wonderful so like like the first couple verses like you can replace sweetness with monty and it works well oh well yes. they call me monty and i like to dance running the ball is like a making romance like like how great is that that's a, just a great line from walter payton Um, We had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The Bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here looking for trouble. We just came here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Like so great. Oh, God, it makes me so happy. Were you alive in
2: 1985? No. No. I wasn't.
1: bam, bam,
2: bam. Monty rushing for
0: 63 yards against the New Orleans Saints who are giving up the fourth fewest yards per rush attempt in the league they're giving up less than four yards per rush attempt that seems a little sus
1: to me not, con- not concerned
0: Uh, Trubisky over a half a pick I would say if he plays four quarters There will be at least one interception (laughs) Yeah No doubt (laughs) That's not even a question If we're being completely honest about the Trubisky situation here Hold on let's look at this actually Uh, Trubisky This is a new game we're starting Oh Did Mitchell Trubisky throw a pick week one Yes or no
1: um. Ah. Uh, so as against the Lions, I think he did throw one, but he threw he for three not. touchdowns in the fourth. He, he threw, threw okay. three
0: touchdowns,
2: but he did not throw a pick. Week two, Giants. Okay. Yes, threw two of them. Week three, Atlanta. Yes,
0: pick three. six. yeah pick six. Uh, bench for Foles. Did True. not play again until week twelve. Did he throw a pick? Fiskey.
1: Uh, is, is that against the Packers? Yes. Week 12 yes. Packers.
0: Threw two of them and had a fumble. Week 13 Lions.
2: um, No. No picks. Had a fumble. Week 14 Houston. No.
0: No turnovers. His best game of the year. Um, 25 fantasy points. 267 yards. Three tutties. Week 15 Minnesota.
2: Yes. Through a pick. Week 16, Jacksonville. Yes. Through a pick. Week 17, Green Bay. Yes.
0: Through a pick. He's thrown a pick in one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. My guy. One, two, three, four, five, six out of nine games. Nice. Um, I will had say a, a turnover that- in seven out of nine. Uh, I do have a Trubisky jersey.
1: I went and bought one uh, after his first year because I thought he was going to be great and he's not. I was going to say, do you need a dish towel? I get to wear it for four more weeks until he wins the Super Bowl and then they don't resign him.
0: Oh, I thought you meant four more weeks until the Bears trade for Deshaun Watson in the offseason. Oh, please, baby. Give up everyone. I mean, I would do the Mac trade in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, nobody's taking Mac. Well, I meant like, a trade, Ala, or close to like what we gave up for oh, Mac, okay, I would yeah, I do you. that again to get to. show got you. Who
1: is disgruntled in Houston? Oh, you don't tell somebody they get to pick the next GM and coach, and then uh, not consult them. Not, yeah, not great. right. And then they
0: find out via social media who that person is. Jack Waggons. All right, and then our dumpster fire game of the week. Woo! And browns is you mean, you mean, is co- you mean covid
1: dumpster fire right the Browns yes, coaches exactly coaching I mean. the yeah. browns
0: have not practiced they have not their quarterback has not <laughs> thrown a pass since sunday their co- their head coach has covid <laughs> this game is a dumpster fire inside of i don't even know something worse than a dumpster fire a trash garbage pile that is also burning in a hurricane that's on fire with tornadoes. Like this is the Shark NATO. This is the Shark NATO of the weekend football slate.
1: It's is going it sitting to, outside the Capitol building yesterday. Sorry,
0: exactly. It was. I thought the smoke was coming out of the Capitol building. No, it was the. the it was Heinz Field, and what yeah. this game is going to be. the Browns are going to be a one-legged man in an ass-kicking <laughs> contest. Probably not going to win. Steelers minus six. I would hammer that over. Yeah.
1: Everywhere. You know, I love the Steelers here. I love it. I, I love teasing them down to a pick'em, take taking the six points and just taking a Steelers win here. Um so if you're if you're looking for a teaser option, this this is one to to move that line to a to a money line pick. Um I, I don't know how much you actually want to talk about the game. I, I love my prop bets in this game. Um I, I absolutely adore them. Uh heavy on the Deontay Johnson sauce here. Uh Deontay Johnson first touchdown is plus 1050. Uh love that um bet hundred win a thousand and fifty dollars. Uh Deontay Johnson's over under yards is 65 and a half. His over under receptions is six point five catches. I love both of those to go over. Um he had the over yards last week with Mason Rudolph. He did not have the catches, but Big Ben is back. And speaking of Big Ben, um, he, his over under on this game for yardage is 289.5. Um, 289.5. And Mason Rudolph last week against the Browns threw for 315. So if Mason Rudolph can do it, I think Ben Roethlisberger can do it. I'm taking the over on all of those.
2: I like it. Um, it's going to be a fun game to watch just because I, I don't know.
0: It's gonna be nice seeing what the difference between Ben Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph in that offense is gonna be fun to watch. Um I'm with you on the Deontay Johnson first touchdown plus 1050. That's
1: huge. Love it.
0: Touchdowns are so fluky though.
1: Like they are. You have so, you, so you, you go the targets. They haven't been able they haven't had many rushing touchdowns. Um so like I don't really like James Conner to score because Benny Snell could be the goal line back. And if they're throwing down there, it's, you know, yeah, there's Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. There's Claypool. um, But Deontay Johnson's going to probably have the most targets again on this team this week. Um, And so for that reason, I like Deontay.
0: Deontay Johnson touchdowns in six different games this season. Uh, Obviously struggled through some injuries there to start the year to set it out. Set out a few games, um, like four out of the first six brutal. Um, But yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if I guess if it's Pittsburgh scoring, I think that Deontay Johnson is probably the safe bet for the first touchdown. Like if you want to call it safe, obviously the odds are 1050 for a reason. 65 and a half yards is ridiculous. Um, It's low for him for sure. We should get into some newsy stuff. Now, I didn't bring up my eat the tweet last week during during the the Bear Saints preview. Obviously, I did not have to eat the tweet because Allen Robinson came absolutely nowhere close to hitting that 90 yard bar that I set for him. Um I think, my, I think I'm setting my bars too high as far as what people need to achieve in order for me to eat the tweet. So I need to be a little more generous so it actually might happen. You should, you should use one of these betting lines. Yes, I'm going to use a prop. And because I'm not going to do the Bears Saints because I did a Bears over, uh, eat the tweet last week. So I'm going to do the Brown Steelers. I will do the Deontay Johnson over 65 and a half yards. If he does not hit 65 and a half yards, I will eat the tweet. Yeah. Live on next week's podcast. I will eat the Deontay Johnson tweet. Deontay Johnson, you better get 65 and a half yards or I'm cry and chew some paper and it'll be great. (laughs) So if you're into ASMR and you like that, Oh baby, there could be something good for you on next week's podcast. Wow. but. Um my last I don't have anything else to add on this game. I think it's just going to be a blowout nope. dumpster fire. So let's all right the one other piece of newsy stuff I have for you is I want to talk to you about something um that I got some reaction or I guess we got some reaction on Twitter um this week and it's related to a um PFF tweet regarding the 2020 rookies and how you would order them for next season, uh, specifically Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, JK Dobbins, and Antonio Gibson.
1: I did see what our social media coordinator posted. What is your
2: order for those four in 2021? All right. You want to say those again? Jonathan Taylor,
0: RB1, week 13 on this year. Yep. James Robinson, UFA out of nowhere, finishes the top 10 running back. J.K. Dobbins, what? 160 rushing yards, two scores last week. Antonio Gibson, I mean, the underdog all season. Yeah,
1: that's tough, man. That, that, That's going to be what we're going to be talking about all offseason for sure. Uh, I would not be surprised to see James Robinson be last on that list next year. Um, New coaching staff could affect that, sure. New coaching staff, new quarterback, um, new... you know I'm sure they're going to add a running back during the offseason. He's not going to have his snap share again. Um, And and what could be a bad team still um, next year. I, I would not be surprised to see James Robinson be last. Um, so that leaves Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, and Taylor. Um, honestly, that it's gonna be really close. I mean, I I think you put Taylor one there by a pretty wide margin. Um, yep. because yes, Philip Rivers might not be there. Um, but you know their offensive line is just great, and so I I would expect him to continue to to get a bunch of carries. And keep in mind, there was a there was a four or five week stretch there where you know we were even talking about you know you can't play him don't drop him um hopefully he comes back around and he still finished third most rushing yards in the NFL this year which is insane. Um so yes. he he's probably one even with having that down middle of the season that he had um I think his upside's too high Um, because he doesn't have a quarterback that's going to take his, his rushing touchdowns like Dobbins, Dobbins does. Um, I think Dobbins and Gibson are very close to each other. Um, I think a lot depends on what happens with Washington's quarterback situation. Uh, keep in mind, Washington's still going to have a dominant defense next year. Um, they're going to run the ball a lot. um. It was not a surprise to see Gibson get hurt after basically never taking this much punishment ever after having only like 50 touches the most that he had in Memphis uh, coming in the season. So um, I, I think they're really close. Um, I would probably put Gibson a smidge ahead of Dobbins, though, personally. Really? What if Gus doesn't come back? What does that do? If Gus doesn't comes back, does not come back, then Dobbins is probably vaulted up very close to Taylor. Close
0: to, but not in front of. I agree.
2: Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, as far as the rest of it goes, like, I want full disclosure, I had James Robinson
0: second with Dobbins and Gibson third and fourth. Um, now that was only because basically I was keeping everything else constant.
2: I yeah, guess is no, a
0: I way of putting it right. Cause I don't know who's going to be drafted by who or who the new coaches is going to be. And, and that was, I think before that they had even let go of their coaching staff. So right. I kept James Robinson at two But with a new coaching staff, I mean, there's no loyalty to anybody when you bring in a new staff. So I think if I had to do it over again now, I would do JT, probably Dobbins, Gibson, Robinson. And I would do Dobbins over Gibson uh, at least right now because the Ravens offense, I think, is a lot more potent. Yeah, that's fair. Than the Redskins offense. And I want a guy that can maybe get into the red zone and get some touches.
1: Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, right. You win fantasy by picking the players that score the most touchdowns, which is the most random thing, which is why fantasy football is random. So,
2: <laughs> hey,
1: man. Oh, what a 2020 season it was. It's over. <sighs> and we get to lie. We get to do some prop bets, which I personally think I'm pretty good at. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll probably post. Maybe we'll post these somewhere, probably on Twitter or something um yeah. just 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 for people to play along with uh this weekend. Um and you can be like, "Ha, you lost a lot of money last weekend and, and you would be correct."
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, we'll tweet them out I think before all the games or we can tweet out even a list of them. Yeah. Um That's all I got. Alex, anything else you want to add? Did I forget anything?
1: I don't think so. My computer's probably going to die. Um but uh just uh, the bachelor started this week. How how I mean, what did you did you enjoy it i thought we were gonna give everybody a break i don't even oh my god no people look forward to this portion matt james my my eyes just glaze over if my computer dies jason just keep going i'm here you know but if, if if my computer dies so long everybody um but uh yeah bachelor time i never we, we need thought a drive. I we was need a gonna drop for see the bachelor time I never thought I
0: was going to see Frozone go on a dating show. He looks like Frozone? <laughs> yes, he looks just like him.
1: I love Frozone. He looks just like freaking Frozone. Man. <laughs> He's trying to find his Mrs. Incredible. Where's my super suit? Oh, ah, honey.
0: literally, he looks like freaking Frozone. Um,
2: You could women- look
0: worse. The women are insane. He kept this one broad. I think her name's Jessica. Sorry if broad is a demeaning term. But like yes, all, it is. Of, all of these women on this show, like if it was guys, I would call them like meatheads or whatever.
2: But all of these women on this show. They're crazy. One of them. So he's like big into
0: sports. And he's tall, right? So one of them said that she's the goat, so you can't forget me. She showed up wearing goat hooves on her feet because she's the goat. Um, so that's one. Uh, another one literally her. showed up, showed up with uh, straight in lingerie. Just showed up that, str-
1: straight for lingerie. the record, It's better better than wearing camel on her toes. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's not where you wear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where you wear that. Oh, my God. 13 year olds are Googling what that means now. Um, but one one woman showed up literally just straight lingerie only with pulling a like a dry cleaners rack with two dresses on it. Let him pick which dress that she should wear to make him happy. It was the craziest thing I have ever seen. Um One of them showed up in like straight, like a football, like with the shoulder pads and the helmet on saying it was like Mrs. Jones or Jones's fan. Did
1: did she look like Maurice Jones drew?
0: Unfortunately not. No, no. Um, Oh, unique wrinkle, though. Uh, I think that they have their first deaf bachelor contestant who also got the first impression rose. Uh, She said she can only read lips. Um, But I think she might have a cochlear implant or something. I don't know. But that was cool. That was a nice little wrinkle to it all. Um, But yeah, there's this one woman, Victoria. And you know how I remember her name? This woman showed up with a crown on and called herself Queen Victoria and was like it was just better than everybody else so the big thing that everybody always fights about on the show and it's terrible. It's so dumb is there's so little time with the actual like bachelor or bachelorette that they all like get into these catty arguments and like interrupt each other to go and wrestle for time with him. Well, this woman went and interrupted like three people and like, even like one person was like twice and was like, no, I need to talk to him more. No, I need to talk to him more. No, I need to talk to him more. He gave her his last rose. Like, he could not stand her. She was terrible. None of the women could stand her that were in the house with them. So
1: the, 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 that was a producer's call. You like you oh, need yeah. to keep this one around. There's totally producer's calls like there has to be.
0: But it's the first episode is always the craziest. Like they're up drinking and it's like six hours of intros. Like by the time the people that lose have to go home, it's literally the morning the next day. And the sun <laughs> is coming out Like. These people have been up drinking cocktails. They, they
1: honestly, is they it, limit is, is them. Is it like Maury where they don't feed them either just for maximum craziness?
0: Yes, except, but on the flip side of that, though, they do limit how many drinks that they can have an hour. So that way they don't get too hammed. So they can What's make the it, limit? I think it's like once every half hour or once every hour. Or something. It's either that. It's every 30 or 60 minutes, depending on. So yeah, so that way they have to just stay
1: up. Are they, are they allowed to pour their own drinks? <laughs> oh, a double bourbon neat, please. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, um, I can't believe I watched it because I didn't really want to. Oh my ass! I was. It was a nice break, though. It was a nice break to like not have something to do
1: on a given We're really recording once a week. Now you can watch double the Bachelor than you used to. True, actually, but.
0: Oh man, I'll keep you up to on all things Matt James. I don't and know. I can't wait. I don't know what's going to happen. He's Matt and- James, bitch. <laughs> some of the women that got sent home, like, they had to quarantine for two weeks in hotels and take COVID tests and crap and then some of the women showed up and didn't even talk to him outside of their intro. They legit went this whole like <laughs> six hour night, didn't talk to him once and then they get sent home and they're like, he didn't even know me you didn't even get to know me
2: Like, what What the hell do you think was gonna happen
1: wow it's tough oh man wow their their influencer game's over before it even started it's too bad
0: well now that everybody's officially turned this off let's transition to our social media page everybody thank you for listening Alex go inside warm up show's over Um, we are at the FF Sackos everywhere follow us We're only like 998,000 followers away from a million on Twitter. Um, We can tweet and post on Facebook and the president can't. So that's a unique thing that we got going for us. Um, Post on prop bets, baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. Winners, winners, winners. Winners, winners, winners. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. Have a good week
1: see you out catch me outside next week in our podcast catch me outside cash me outside bears i just got dumber
0: bears thank you for listening to
1: another episode of the
2: fantasy football sackos podcast follow us on instagram and twitter at the ff sackos